welcome to another episode of the Haskin Cast Podcast. I am your host, Scott Haskin, here with another review on behalf of Cherry Red Records. We've got today the new release from Andrew Gold, The Fraternal Order of the All, Greetings from Planet Love. Now, this album uh, features 20 songs, so uh, release day is actually tomorrow. So I thought what I'd do is I would split this into 10 episodes, or two, 10 episodes, yeah. I'm going to review two songs an episode. Uh, split it into two episodes, 10 songs each, and um, kind of break it up a little bit for you guys. Also curious to see, uh, you know, how the the listenership goes on on that, because I haven't done it this way before. Um, if I have, it's been a long time. I, I don't recall uh, doing it this way before. I usually break up um, things when they're specifically two CDs. Or if, uh, you know, like if I have a guest host on or something like that, um, this is actually one CD. It's a double album, though. There's the uh, 10 inch splatter vinyl version. Uh, both of these will be available tomorrow from Cherry Red Records. Links are in the show notes. You can pre-order if you're listening today. Dig what you hear and want to get your order in right away. Uh, but the actual release date is tomorrow. So I uh, I am not familiar with Andrew Gold, so I did a little bit of um, research, which, you know, for me, guys, this is effort because I don't normally dig into it. I normally just care about the music and, um, you know, what I'm hearing and really let that make all the judgment. But I was curious um, what uh, what Andrew Gold was all about. It looks like he's been around as a professional musician going back all the way to 1975, uh, which I I don't know that I've heard him or heard of him before, but it's very possible that on the radio or in passing or at someone's house or whatever, I may have heard one or two of his songs over the course of the years, but not somebody I'm you know directly familiar with. Unfortunately, it looks like he passed away about oh uh, a, a little over twelve years ago, uh, back in June of two thousand eleven. So I'm uh, I'm going to be curious to get into his music and see what it's all about. I don't know even what the style is. But first, I want to talk about um, the album cover, because the album cover is like super fascinating to me, uh, especially as a big fan of the Beatles. Um, it's basically a, a cartoon version, uh, a spin on Sgt. Pepper from the Beatles, but uh, kind of with a love is all theme, because on the bass drum, it's the all. Um, which is the fraternal order of the all, I'm guessing. Um, but what's interesting, like, I don't know who any of these people are specifically, but there are some crazy characters on here. Uh, one of them, it, it's interesting. I'm going to say that the guy in the upper left-hand side with the purple face, I'm going to say that's John Lennon. May or may not be. I have no actual idea. There are four people in the middle uh, with uh, beards and stuff. They uh, all have red hair. Uh, kind of have like a Viking vibe to them, but they're dressed as the Beatles from Sgt. Pepper with the coats with the long bars across them and all of that. Um, two of them are behind the bass drum, so I don't know if they're all wearing shoes or not, but that was more of an Abbey Road thing. Um, the design is a little bit different, though. There's no guitar and flowers, although there are flowers with little, you know, stars and happy faces and stuff on them. Really crazy cast of bizarre characters. I don't know what any of them mean. Um, there's a... Uh, what looks like a cat wearing a Hamburglar shirt. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's pretty wild. Uh, so check that out. I will have that posted um, in a couple of places on uh, on Facebook and on Instagram. I usually post the album covers with the show announcement uh, within the podcast player itself. Uh, you just get the um, the main show logo 
so you don't get the whole, um, you know, the whole effect of what the album cover is. So uh, go check out my Facebook or uh, Instagram, LinkedIn, or Pinterest. I have an album for the podcast on Pinterest as well that has all the episodes and links to the episodes. Um, holy crap, I just realized those are all going to be wrong once I move the show. Uh, okay, so before we get into the album, the current plan is that I will uh, the show will be closed on the entire month of August. Um, I think the first what's the uh, the the date of the last show I plan on doing? And it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean that this won't necessarily change. Uh, but as of right now, tomorrow's show will be the last where I wrap up uh, this uh, two episode part on Andrew Gold. Uh, throughout the month of August, I'll be moving the podcast, relinking everything. Uh, I'm so glad I realized I have to do the Pinterest one. Um, thank God I didn't do a Pinterest thing for Uriah Heap. I, I think I posted a couple of episodes up there, so I don't have to relink all you know 400 episodes of that. But um, yeah, it's going to be a lot because um, as I'm recording this, unless things change and I slip in an interview or something unplanned, this is episode 345. So that's a lot of relinking on the website and then on Pinterest. Um, all of the uh, Facebook links, everything's going to be wrong. So um, crap, <laughs> I just realized how much work this is actually going to be. But here's here's the reason I'm doing it, guys. Um, I pay for this every year for each of the shows that I have. Um, I pay a fee. When I'm no longer around and there's no one around to pay the fee, the shows are going to be taken off and uh, they won't be available. So all the interviews I've done with people, um, all of that is going to be gone, except for what I've been able to upload to um, YouTube. And most of the reviews I have not, I don't think I've uploaded any of the reviews to YouTube for this show, um, at least not yet. I tried a couple uh, when I was doing interviews. I remember in the first season when I interviewed my friend uh, Travis Leroy, um, we played a little bit of a clip of his 80s band doing a cover of Billy Idol's Rebel Yell. And it got flagged uh, on YouTube for like a 10 second uh, clip of that song um, from a cover band playing it. So um so I never really uploaded any of this stuff to YouTube. So basically what's going to happen is when I die and I stop paying these fees or my estate stops paying these fees, um, every everything that I did is just going to be gone. And I find that incredibly pointless. So um, I'm switching it over to another distributor where uh, they do not have fees. So uh, the show will just stay. And that's um, that's the whole reason I'm going through this whole process. Um, anybody who spent time on my show... Uh, I want them to be able to have that, um, you know, I, I want that to be available for them, for their friends, family, uh, fans, uh, all of that stuff, historical documentation, uh, what have you. So um, it's it's going to be a, a rough summer with a lot of linking, but uh, that's, that's the plan. So um, that's what's happening here. Um, the show will then resume again uh, the first week of September. Um, it, it's possible I might get in a late August show. Um, August 30th would be the last Wednesday of August. It's possible I might be done and ready to release another show by then. But in the meantime, I'm really looking at uh, Wednesday, September 6th as the return date of the show. So throughout the whole month of August, um, feel free to go back and listen to your favorite episodes, maybe episodes that you missed or skipped for whatever reason. Uh, there's plenty out there. Also, you know, the Uriah Heat podcast is always going to be available as well. Um, hopefully by the time that this uh, episode comes out, all the linking and everything will be done for Uriah Heap. That's what I'm doing in July. <laughs> and uh, 
So I, I'm actually going to be taping tomorrow the last episode of this show for July, and it's only June uh, 23rd. So uh, plenty of time for me to uh, have everything done and uploaded, get everything relinked and, and all that good stuff. So uh, anyway, that's the update on all of that. Let's get into the music. I'm really excited to hear this. Uh, as, as always, a great uh, bit of gratitude to uh, Cherry Red Records for uh, connecting me with this review. Um, I, I love the trust that they've given me and the opportunities that they give me to, uh, you know, listen to this stuff ahead of time and get my shows recorded so that they can be ready, ready for release date. You know, and um, it's it's a big responsibility to trust people with material that you're going to be selling and um, saying, hey, I'm, I'm trusting you that you're not going to let this out to the public, which I will not do. Um, you know, obviously, that's how you you keep people's trust is by doing the things that they were hoping that you would do in the first place. So uh, very grateful for with uh, with them for my, uh, the relationship that we have together and the trust. And, uh, you know, to all the publicists I work with, um, there's there's quite a few of them and they're all uh, very nice. And we built some great relationships over the months. So without further ado, let's get into the first song. It is called Greetings from Planet Love. Okay, this was a super short clip. Um, the very beginning of it was very quiet for a long time, and I didn't think you guys would really be able to hear it. Uh, so I, I cut a little bit off of the beginning and also cut off the end. The actual song is only 38 seconds. Um, but um, yeah, I'm not really sure what to make of it just yet. It's interesting. Um, I, I think it might potentially be like a psychedelic kind of album and um or like a zappa-esque album i, I don't know it's, it's hard to say I'll, I'll let you guys form your initial opinion as we move into song number two this is called rainbow people That has such a magical mystery tour Beatles feel influence to me. Um, absolutely love it, though. I love that cello. It sounds rich and deep. The recording is spectacular. In fact, that would be the one thing I would say that does uh, make it obvious it's not uh, Beatles uh, related, uh, just because the sound is so crisp and clean. But uh, no, really fun song. I, I really liked it. It's very creative. A lot of nice elements that are unexpected. Um, Really didn't expect that sitar, but that just fit right in. 
Um, yeah, really cool track. I dig it. Um, I wasn't really sure what to expect. I'm still not sure what to expect for the rest of the album because, you know, this is only one song and the rest of the album may or may not sound like this. So uh, we'll find out as we get into song number two. But first, I'm going to challenge myself um, because the um, the PDF that I have that lists the band members, uh, this part of it is upside down and my PDF reader does not allow me to flip it. So uh, I'm going to try to do this the best I can. Uh, if I if I uh, screw up a name, it could be because I just would have screwed it up anyway. It could also be because I'm reading it upside down. But it looks like we have Colin Allcars on vocals, keyboards, guitars, and drums. We have Gene Poole. <laughs> I love that. That's such a great punk band name. Uh, on vocals, keyboards, guitars, and drums, we have Jimmy Delock. On vocals, keyboards, guitars, and drums, we have Kid Willie on vocals, keyboards, guitars, and drums. And then uh, Ed Twiddle joins us for Maracas. And that is the, uh, that's the lineup. <laughs> Colorful names. I really like that. Don't know that they're not, they're actual names though. And you never know. Look at uh, Dweezil and Moon Unit. So uh, our next song on the list is called Love Tonight. interesting song. It's sort of a cross between the Beatles and the Beach Boys um, with a little bit of Alice Cooper in there. Um, it, it, in parts, that uh, harpsichord was a little a little haunting to me. But um, yeah, it's, it's a cool song. It's one that, you know, uh, and I think you could probably say the same for the, for the second song in the album, but you could just like lay there and just let this play in your head and just kind of let your imagination go wild and uh, just let it take you where it takes you. Um, it's a cool song. It's got a really nice, patient vocal, some really smooth, long, drawn out notes, but uh, definitely has that um, that Beach Boys feel to it on, on some of their slower songs. Um, but that harpsichord, man, wow, it's it's powerful. It really is. Um, again, I, I like it's so weird to hear this kind of music with such a clean sound because I'm so used to this being like 60s and 70s ish and having it, you know, have those mellow overtones to to those recordings as they used to. And this is just like so studio clean and crisp and clear and perfect. It's almost throwing me off a little bit. Um, just not something that I'm I'm used to. 
But uh, who knows, by the end of this whole thing, I, I might think that the 60s stuff sounds weird now. You never can tell. Uh, but cool song. Yeah, Love Tonight. I, I dig that one. Um, our next song is called Chasing My Tail, which I have, boy, I've done that. Just sitting here, trying to work this puzzle. Find my way out of this maze. I solved the problem, only to find I'm inside again. I spend my time chasing my tail. Ideas flash like a bolt of lightning, but just as fast disappear. You really don't hear a tremolo effect on a lead vocal a whole lot. Um, if the song were much longer, I would probably get really tired of that. I think that would wear on me quickly. But for, for as short as it is, it's pretty nice. Um, again, very Beatles-esque, uh, music behind it. Um, interesting that the drums are all the way over in my left ear. I'm not getting even a hint of them in my right at all. Um, wasn't expecting that, but, um, yeah, overall just a, another nice mellow song to, to, you know, keep you, uh, laying down and just enjoying and letting your mind drift away. Um, for those people who do psychedelic enhancers, I would imagine this would be a great album for you as well. But I'm just enjoying it uh, as it is with a nice cup of jasmine tea. And uh, that's how I roll. <laughs> so anyway, uh, let's get back to the album. Song number five is called Swirl. Very cool effect on the drums. I'm going to guess that that's layers of uh, phaser or flanger, um, but I, I really like it. And it's a it's a really lovely melody, very classy, um, could be kind of haunting also just because it, it has a, that tone to it. But uh, but I really like it. It's such a bizarre little song. It sounds uh, honestly like something that I would have written, something I would have just fiddled around with and uh, laid that down and then uh, either said, OK, I need to develop this more later and never looked at it again or developed it into a full song and um, released it. But uh, as it uh, as it is, I don't think I've written anything quite like this. But uh, man, it's a, it's a cool little song. I wish there was more. 
you know, the whole song itself is only a minute and 19 seconds. I could have gone for a couple of minutes of this. Um, I do notice, uh, and, and this really fits the the title on a couple of levels, you know, swirl with the flange, but also swirl because it's panning, the drums are panning around um, your head in the headphones. And I like that too. I like that it just has this really ethereal quality to it where um, I, I guess it's the closest representation to, uh, I, I'm sorry, I can't remember if I've told this story. I'll, I'll make it very, very brief. But when I had um, my wisdom teeth removed, um, this was back in the days of nitrous oxide. So they put the little thing over your nose and you're breathing it in. And um, the the only way I can describe it is that you really kind of feel like your head is a helium balloon. And um, they put these headphones on me and they were playing uh, Orinoco Flow by Enya. And I, I, to this day, I still hear the song this way ever since that moment. And I kind of understand why people do drugs. Like I don't do them myself. Um, I don't judge anyone else for doing them, but um, unless it's thrown your life away, that's a little bit different. But, um, you know, for people that just casually enjoy a, a psychedelic or some, you know, uh, CBD or something here and there, um, it, it felt like the song was a sphere inside of my brain slowly bouncing from one side to the other um, and just, you know, would take off in any direction. Almost like if you guys remember when you had VCRs on pause uh, or like when there was no tape in it and it would take that little, you know, VCR um, circle or whatever, and it would just bounce around slowly around the screen. Very much like that. But this is the first musical representation that's actually come close to what that sounded like to me. And I just remember, like, I, I didn't even, I don't even remember hearing the drill or, you know, any of that, you know, jostling my head around, trying to loosen the teeth or whatever. Like, literally all I remember is Enya's Orinoco flow, feeling like it was a sphere in my head. And the way that the drums are moving around is very similar to what it sounded like to me. Um, but yeah, a really cool track. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of talking I did on that for a track that's uh, just barely over a minute. Um, but yeah, a good song. I, I definitely dig it. Um, our next track is called Tube Rye and Willie's Son, Balloon in the Sky. Tube Rye and Willie's Son, Balloon in the Sky. Not sure I'm saying that right, but, um, you know, as always, let the music speak for itself. <sighs> that uh, intro, I really thought it was going to be a cover of Because by the Beatles. Now, for those of you who are Beatles fans, I'm just going to make a side note here. Um, we have a wonderful Cirque du Soleil show here in Vegas called The Beatles Love. It's over at the Mirage Hotel, which is now 
um, planet, um, oh no, the Hard Rock, I'm sorry, uh, but, but they have not changed over the name, so it's still under the Mirage, just under the Hard Rock management. Um, they sold the Hard Rock Hotel to Virgin. Virgin took that hotel over. They took that money and bought the Mirage. They are going to be converting it into a giant multi, like 60-story guitar hotel. Um, but from what I've heard, uh, even though they're tearing out all the front, like all the fountains and the volcano show and all that's going to be gone, um, from what I've heard, a lot of the uh, the inside stuff, like the restaurants and um, uh, like the the love show they're planning on keeping at least for now. I mean, plans can change at any time, but I would highly suggest if you are a Beatles fan going and seeing that show, um, just, just the song, because that alone is worth the price of admission. I swear to you, um, hearing that song in that theater, this was, um, mixed by, uh, Sir George Martin specifically for that theater. So you're getting maximum sound, um, both Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr approved the show, uh, which was really cool. And um, George Martin's son, uh, Sir George Martin's son, uh, goes and visits every once in a while to make th- make sure everything is in tip top shape. Uh, but it's a fantastic show, has a lot of interesting uh, Beatles chatter and studio talk and uh, all kinds of things. The arrangements of the songs are are different, very unique, but very well done, very respectful of their music. But seriously, just to hear because uh, is worth the price of the ticket as far as I'm concerned. And I've sat all over that theater. I've sat down close. I've sat in the middle. I've sat way up at the top. And uh, every seat in that house is a good seat, I promise you. Um, That being said, getting into this song uh, a little bit more, um, it it definitely had some Emerson, Lake and Palmer influence for me. Uh, Maybe a little bit of yes as well. But I definitely felt... um, you know, like, like an Emerson, Lake and Palmer, not so much the jazzy stuff, but some, some of the more storytelling type stuff. Um, very, very cool song. Um, I went to look up what the title was because I'm, I'm reading it off of the, um, MP3, which is very small on my screen. So I apologize. The actual title of the song is, oh, I just moved it here. There we go. Tuba Rye and Will's Son slash balloon in the sky. Now, of course, on an MP3 or a WAV file, you can't put the slash in the file name, and that's all I get. So um, I I did uh, look that up since uh, everything else was upside down. I didn't want to try reading it that way. But what's interesting is um, when I'm looking at the uh, the notes here, um, which, you know, uh, I, I don't do a lot of the time. I mostly just, you know, let the music do itself. I, I might introduce the band or you know, something interesting about it. But for the most part, I I really just try to focus on the music. But since I'm in in a couple songs and I happen to see this, I'll share this with you. Um, This says initially released in 1997, the album was conceived by Andrew Gold as a tribute to late 60s psychedelic rock. So there you go. I was right on the head with that. Uh, His remarkable compositions were wonderful stylistic evocations of artists such as the Beatles, the Beach Boys, the Birds and the Doors. Uh, haven't heard the burrs and the doors so much yet, but, uh, we have quite a ways to go. Uh, as I said, there's like 20 songs on this album. We've only gone through six so far. So I'm looking forward to hearing, uh, what, what other comparisons I can make in the tribute. Definitely don't really like to make comparisons, but they're, you know, they can help direct people as to whether they think they would like it or not. Uh, in this case, since it's really done as more of a tribute to those styles, um, I certainly feel more comfortable throwing out names, um, but yeah, very interesting song, a, a really cool one. Um, uh, you know, this is three forty-four. doesn't feel like it at all. It really felt like it was a minute and a half, two minutes at best. It just went by so fast. 
Um, and not because of tempo, just because of pure enjoyment. You know, like I said, it's one of those things so far, you know, all the songs on the album, you can just like just drift away with. And when you drift away, you lose your concept of time and even, you know, your relative location. I don't think about me sitting in a chair doing a podcast. I'm just engrossed in the music I'm listening to and um, letting letting my brain just fully enjoy it as much as possible. Um, so our next song, we're at track number seven here. This is called King of Showbiz. Boy, that um, that really has more of an 80s feel to me. It feels more like a Michael McDonald song, not so much in the uh, vocal style because he's saying, you know, much higher uh, a good amount of the time. But uh, just the feel of the song overall uh, has that that style. It feels like something he might have done. But it's a good song. Um, it's It's got really simple. It's not clouded by a whole lot of instrumentation. It just gives you what you need um, to uh, to support the vocal. Um, pretty nice. Our next song up, uh, we had Swirl, now we have Whirl. you're not in Kansas. Let me tell you something. I've been to Kansas. I spent six days driving through it one time. That's how long it felt. Uh, It is just miles and miles of nothing. So if you're in a place where there's something, you're not in Kansas. You're just not. I mean, yes, there's a big major city there. But apart from that, there's no way you would know you're, there's no way you would not know whether you were in Kansas or not. So that was a really weird statement. Um, but it's a cool song. Again, like it's only 58 seconds. I want more of this. I want to know where it goes. It's really cool. I uh, love the drums and percussion on it. Um, nice little uh, melody on organ there. I like how it's kind of small and almost in the background, but cuts through. Uh, that's a really cool and, and excellently mixed, I must say. Uh, well, it's excellently mixed if that was their intent. If there wasn't that their intent, then it wasn't mixed well. But I like the mix. So I'm going to say very, very well done. Um, cool little tune, though. I wish I just wish there was more of it. And yes, spoiler alert, tomorrow we are going to get twirl. You probably saw that coming. 
<laughs> so let's move on to song number nine. This is called Free Love Baby. And if that isn't a 60s psychedelic title, I don't know what is. Got to mention earlier, um, and this this song reminded me because it starts with a what sounds like a piano note connected to the previous track, and the way it ends too, I feel like it goes into something else. So I have a feeling that a lot of these tracks blend in from one song to another. That gets really difficult and iffy when it comes to things like ripping CDs. Of course, I was given the WAV files, but they would be the individual CD files. Uh, depending on how you set up the CD. Most of them require like a two second gap, although there are ways that you can punch a file ID in the middle of a song so that it switches tracks. But when you go to rip it or the way that you would upload it would be in individual files. So um, that's why some of these seem to start out uh, already happening. Um, but yeah, cool song. I, I really dig it. I definitely get the free love vibe. It's a pretty warm and inviting and, and uplifting song. Um, some great brass in there too. Really like that. Um, I don't know who's singing what, but uh, so far I've, I've liked all the singers. I think the vocals are really good on this album. The musical ideas are very much on par with uh, some of the, the just random and wild stuff you would hear in songs that came out during the era that they're doing a tribute to. So uh, I would have to say they really nailed that part uh, as far as the writing and performance goes. Um, yeah, really cool. I'm, I'm glad that I saw that statistic because that really puts the album in a much more accurate perspective. and kind of what I was thinking, but didn't know if that was their intent. You know, I can I can listen to something for the first time and say, this is what I'm hearing. This is what I think they were going for. Um, but to have that confirmed was very nice. So uh, thank you, Cherry Red Records, for letting me know. And we will go to our last song for today's episode. Uh, remember, we'll be back tomorrow for our final episode before the show goes on hiatus while I move the uh, distributor. And um, we're going with our last song here, which is called Groovy Party at Jimmy's Pad. <laughs> Another great 60s psychedelic title.
And what a party it was. Um, very interesting track. Um, you definitely get the party atmosphere vibe, right? With all the background sounds and everything. Um, I, I very much think about, was it laughing? I think was the show where they would, they would do like a, you know, play some music and just show different people doing whatever dance they were doing. That's kind of what I'm visualizing here. I'm visualizing like room with uh, purple and orange lights, kind of uh, making the room feel like it's in motion and everybody doing like different groovy 60s style dances. And um, and then the the music kind of dips down a little bit. And there's some um, I'm guessing it's a lovemaking session in French. Um, then the music kind of comes back in. It's a really, really weird song structure. And then it fades out just to come back in. Uh, again, it's it's really, really bizarre, but worth a listen, I would say. Uh, definitely sums up that that era very well musically, I think. Um, again, the, the only difference be- being just how clean the whole thing sounds. Like if they would have run this through um, maybe some tape processors and uh, given it more treatment um, to make it sound a little bit more analog and uh, old, old, uh, old school studio style recording. Um, might have given might be the only thing more that you could do to give it that uh, vintage era feeling, but musically, yeah, very much right on par with um, right right in those uh, years from slightly before I was born to slightly after I was born, and I spent a great deal of time listening to music from that era. But uh, yeah, this is really cool stuff. Um, I'm I'm really glad that this was one I got to review. And looking forward to finishing the review tomorrow. So we'll see you back, guys, tomorrow for the uh, the final episode of the show for a little while. And I hope you have a great day and enjoy and do something great. Take care, guys. Cheers. <laughs>